0: Yo,
1: what's good? It's your boy, Southview 763 Podcast. We got your boy, Marcus Sniffers and Freddy Beats with Usos Podcast. What's good, y'all? It's good, bro. So, hanging in there. So, we're going to go to the uh, our shout outs. I want to shout out one person that follows us on our uh, Facebook page, Tori Satchel. appreciate the love you show, sharing our links and supporting the podcast. We so salute to you. So, like usual, we're going to start out with the worst tweet of the week. This week, it comes from. The Twitter ad, I guess, it's some company called AEI, mm-hmm. and they said the birth of the United States was unique because it was a nation founded not on blood or ethnicity, but on ideas. Huh? So I'm gonna, on, let, I'm, I'm gonna let that now. Let that. Let that. Let that. Let that sink in a little bit. I'm gonna read it one more time. And this is this is a TV series or documentary about the least in this network AEI. The birth of the United States was unique because it was found a nation founded not on blood or ethnicity, but on ideas. The biggest idea, which was slavery and genocide. So, yeah, that's a great idea that someone came up with. No shout out to them. But yeah, this this is the stuff that happens in this country. man. Just be careful what your kids learn in school, what they watch on TV. Because pretty soon slavery is going to be a work release program that was for the uh, Africans to get <laughs> them to the states, get them their visas, you know, get them a of, get them some papers, get them get a good stuff. job. Man. Definitely. So, so, Freddie,
2: introduce yourself
1: to the people if they haven't heard you yet.
2: Um, yeah, man, it's Freddie Beats from uh, Reduce Lunch Podcast. Um You can check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. And um yeah, back with the committee podcast again. I'm ready. What days are you usually you drop your podcast series it... Um we drop it on Sundays on around Sunday in between 8 and maybe like 12 one o'clock, whenever I wake up from the night before drinking Hennessy or something and you know I get in there I try to mix it down the night before and uh so I can just kind of post it. So Sundays look for
1: Okay, so appreciate you coming through. A uh, shout-out to Adolphus Savage, who's getting AWOL. We're docking his check every time he misses a podcast. So, you know, it's going to be a very light Christmas for him and the fam. So, But mm-hmm. but speaking of your podcast, you had an interesting take that I want to expound on. So you mm-hmm. said that you wanted to – well, you said that black people mm-hmm. should boycott the NFL due to them blackballing Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. So break it break down a little bit more for me.
2: Well, uh, my partner, Brian, um, who was uh, one of my co-hosts, like he, he kind of brought the premise to it. And my take to that was he was completely right. I I was boycotting the Jaguars at first because they were just sorry as hell. But like when I got to thinking about it, like I haven't talked about NFL literally in like two months. And I'm usually the guy that's posting every single day, every single second I can about NFL football. And I'm like, that's free promotion. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if the Jags, like, if I just keep saying Jags, and a motherfucker who never watched football in their life going to the store and see something with Jags, it's like, you can connect the two. Like, oh, that's the team they talking So it's, it's promotion, whether you're getting revenue from it or not. You know what I'm saying? You might get viewership from it. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to chill on that part. I'd be lying if I was like, I'm just not watching football this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. Fair. You know what I'm saying? It's America, baby. Like, I know how this system works, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But as far as me just indulging <laughs> in it, giving all my money to it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even give much time to it. I can't tell you that Sunday last year I watched the whole – usually I sit at my house Sundays and watch all-day football. last year, you know what I'm saying, if it wasn't really a game I was into, you know, I, I'd go do something else, you know what I'm saying? So – but the reason for it – I apologize. The reason for, it, I guess, what Kaepernick – as um he's done this for us, you know what I'm saying? And um I think we gotta show him that solid. You know what I'm saying? Like nah, we ain't we ain't um fucking with the NFL like that. Now is it in our bloods? Yes. Have we been watching it for decades? Yes. So we gonna watch the shit. As soon as college football work at Alabama, Florida State, I'm gonna be in attendance watching the shit. And that's college, I know, but football, I played football, it's just kinda in your DNA. And those brothers are getting checks, like these brothers are turning into millionaires, you know what I'm saying? So I'm doing. I'm more doing. I'm more doing
1: it for them. You know what I mean. So I mean, I know you mentioned that you're a Jags fan, and you said they are sorry, which is known. So doesn't that yeah. kind of make it a little bit easier to boycott them? Like, I, I'm a. I mean, I'm a Falcons fan. So after our uh, incident in that one game against that one team, <laughs> the incident, the that's incident. Like, that's how they serious. referred to in Atlanta. The incident. So, so for me, it's like ah. I want to see what happens. I want to see if we can make it make it happen this year. But I understand your premise. Uh, my thing is, I know you said you understand the system works. So you understanding how the system works, you know that if you try, if you were to attempt to boycott everything that didn't support us, we'd be sitting here naked with no internet, no computer, oh, is not, not doing this podcast. So you know. well, sure. But I understand you got to pick and choose your battles. Now, yeah. my thing is, I think we could do to counter that is you know buy Kaepernick jerseys you know what I'm saying i'll buy me a little Kaepernick shirt things does he like st- that that revenue yeah they're using his name so I mean, he's getting some of this so. yeah, he, okay. he,
0: okay. he he gets some of it but the nfl also
2: gets a percentage mm-hmm. of that also and so i think I, we'll I will buy his shirts off his site you know what i mean okay
1: that tour that support is uh he does a lot of things for people buying uh, buying suits for uh fella yeah who was it, felons or people fresh out of jail helping the yeah, kids know their, like their rights? And um, trying to get
0: jobs. I think that whoever signs whoever, uh, science call it Kaepernick, uh, his jersey is going to be the number one selling jersey
1: in the NFL. Well, like they, the East didn't East didn't East. they say Kaepernick retired, though? I think he mm-hmm. came out retired.
2: Yeah, he came out. But I, if somebody offered him a job. like Yeah, he, he'll
1: take it. Like somebody's going to be injured for a team, and they're going to bring him in as maybe a backup or something like that. But yeah. it, it, is, it, is, it is embarrassing. Is unacceptable that this guy does not have a job as at least a second or third stringer, like he's better than at least at least eight starters right now. He's better in, than Blake Bortles. Yes, to
0: include Blake Bortles, he's better than every quarterback on the Jets roster. That is facts.
1: Probably, probably better. The last eight, the, eight
0: years seem like probably the Browns and probably the Texans. He's he's good enough to start. He's a top. I mean, when you break it down, he's probably a top 20 quarterback in the league and nobody wants him.
1: Yeah, how does you Blaine know? Gabbard have a job, period, right? But Kaepernick can't get a backup job. How does our backup quarterback of the Falcons, Matt Schaub, who's the pick six god, mm-hmm. have a backup job, but Colin Kaepernick doesn't have one? Like that's
2: that's unacceptable, man. Like I mean, the real world answer to that is simply just because they white. I mean you yeah, know, right. like it's just like the, a real simple just you know cut and dry answer. just white like if you if we all look at the jobs we work at or if you look at just how america works period like if you just really pay attention you know what i'm saying You'd be like oh it, it sometimes it could simply break down to you're white and the people who in charge are white and i'm not white so they're gonna look out for their own that's why you know we need to we need to get in positions of power and i don't, and i'm not trying to sound preachy i don't like we need to do this no, I'm I mean, I'm it's, it's definitely
1: facts, though. Even specifically with the NFL, you can look at historically yeah. some of the uh, white quarterbacks that are hanging around, mm-hmm. and you can look at black quarterbacks who are yep. younger and probably as talented and more talented that are never seen from again once they fall from that position.
2: Ben Young should be on somebody's bench right now. Just even if he's right in the he should be on somebody's bench because he's better than a lot of them backup quarterbacks.
1: I think at one point, I think I heard that Vinny Testaverde was still in the league after like 16 years as a backup. And you have younger quarterbacks, younger black quarterbacks, couldn't even phone call. So, yep. I mean, I mean, stay woke, wake up, open your eyes, see the world around you, man. Just
2: so I like Mike Tomlin, man. I wish my, I wish I could trade franchises with the Steelers, Jaguars, like get that black coach, get the Rooneys as owners, like. I wish we could have that culture, the way you can bring thick in. You know what I'm saying? You can bring. Um,
1: but but even even with that though, you saw how Terry Bradshaw was still trying to clown him. He was a still Super, questioning. A Super questioning. Bowl winning coach, trying to <laughs> slander him. Like we, like Jay Z said, "On La La Land," or I'm sorry, "Moonlight." Even when we win, we lose, man. This dude is a proven head coach in the NFL, Super Bowl winner, and he's still getting called a cheerleader yes, sir. by a washed up hater. You yep. need a rogue thirty years ago. So
2: it's, it's what they are gonna say when he went another ring, like every ring he ever get. Oh, he look at the, look at the team he had. You know what I'm saying? Ben Roethlisberger, like it's they're like, gonna
0: they're, they're gonna keep giving credit to Bill Cowher, who hasn't coached that team. Like, <laughs> yep. in and yes, forever. Sure. Those players are totally different now, except for big Ben Roethlisberger. But
1: Ben Ra Rape, Raquelberger <laughs>
0: hey, hey, let's not let's not bring that up because we don't want people to, to boycott and protest that. Now that's
1: not something that we need to protest at <laughs> all. I mean, I, I guess that makes sense with your views. So, sticking with sports, do you you a big basketball fan or am I a big
2: basketball fan? Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, I have. I wasn't like.
1: So you, you're you're aware of what's going on in the NBA, right?
2: Now. So I'm not the biggest
1: basketball fan, but I know what's going on. Oh yeah, I'm very aware. Yeah, very. Okay. Very. So you see that the Pacers traded Paul George to OKC. Now I don't know. I don't understand the logic behind that, because I think I read that now pff, 13 of the top players in the NBA are now all in the West, so it's a, another easy path for LeBron James makes his final, which is another topic on itself. Mm-hmm. But what do you think the impact of that is on the NBA as a whole? Because the rumors are that he is obviously a one-year renter player. There's no way he's saying in okay, see, even with Westbrook. No way that's not going to happen. So a lot mm-hmm. of the rumors are that after next season, Westbrook – Paul George, potentially LeBron James called to end in the Lakers. What what do you think about that? Mm. That's interesting.
2: In a bigger picture sense, what I say is it, you know how a lot of people say it's bad for the league for a lot of this stuff to be happening, right? Yeah, I hear that
1: narrative a lot.
2: How I look at it, I mean, that's totally backwards. When is the NBA ever on the offseason in June in July? Like before LeBron made his move? That's, when it, that's when it started, though. Like when yeah, that's the, when it started. Yeah, when that's LeBron when made a
0: decision, that's when it started. That's when the NBA started being almost a year-round sport. Like, yep. the offseason matters, too. Yep,
2: and it's like, how can that be bad for your sport? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really can-
0: not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, it makes you – you're competing with – I won't go as far. I will go. Like, it's amazing that you found a way to kind of compete with the NFL. Like, you've – and you're taking people like me who are like, man, even though I love football more than basketball – I see a lot of black ain't nothing but a lot of black people in this sport, you know what I'm saying? Like Well it's
0: definitely I'd say it's definitely a more fun league. Like they definitely like know. to have a little bit more fun. They're a little bit looser. And the NFL is so strict, like last year they had restrictions on celebrations, and it's just like, come on guys, like what, hey, what who are we the doing only people doing?
1: Yeah, well that Well, you know, the only ones get in trouble. Now they did lift the restriction on some of the celebrations, and I'm not gonna lie. I was watching the Jaguars game where they played in London, and I promise you on everything I love, we can look it up on YouTube right now. Blake Bortles scored a touchdown and punted the football into the stands, and they're going to get one flag, not one penalty. I was like, did this dude really just punt the ball? Like, He really just punted the ball. And then that same week, in that same day, somebody else got a penalty for something way less than the end zone. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. I'm like, bruh. But yeah, back to the NBA. So my thing is, if, if that if that were to happen, do we just cancel the Eastern Conference or like what? What do we do? Do we just start combining man, I teams mean, out there? People, make-
0: people, people still want to watch LeBron, man. Like he's 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 the Jordan of this generation of this yeah. era right now. So well, I'm
1: saying, if he were to go to the Lakers after next
0: season, oh, along
1: with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I guess you gotta kind of look at the at the East, and there's a lot of okay teams. But they have, there's a lot of young players that I'd like to see get a little run. Like, Philadelphia is a team that I'm kind of curious to see what they can do yeah, with I'm uh, Joel Embiid. Like, if you get maybe not this year, but maybe like two or three years from now, mm-hmm. I feel like M B could be like a top ten player. But that's not going to matter if they got the super stacked
1: team in the West.
0: But you also got another, like,
1: another super stack team in the West.
0: It, at some point. Like, I don't know when it's going to happen because I feel like he's gotten better or stayed the same every year. But at some point, LeBron is gonna—he's gonna fall off at some point. I don't know when, but at the end, it might be uh, two years from now. Maybe two years from now, he—he—he he, he, he turns into how Kobe Bryant looked at the end of his career. But
1: but see, that's that's the thing—is he, he strategically puts himself around other players. If he gets in the team with Westbrook and PG, like he can play, he can run the point. He's not gonna have to put as much wear and tear in his body, and he can stretch out his career for another five years. plus you know what i'm saying the one thing that i think will weaken the east is if somebody is stupid enough to pay clay thompson as a star player for their team that's why i think things could get a little bit more interesting because i do not think he's i don't not like clay but i don't think he's the best player on championship
2: roster at all yeah i i I guess the way these boys getting paid these days like i would be shocked if he didn't get I mean, not 200 million, but like Clay. I mean... Oh, he gonna get paid. I mean, oh, yeah, already- I, I see him easily getting at least 180. I mean, if because I get... I mean, if you put him on the cap, if you, put, if you put Clay Thompson on any of those teams that we're talking about, um, and that'd be unfair because you're taking something away from the Warriors, but I mean, you can even... Man. Even, even Eagle, Dollar, Eagle Dollar, like, this man was averaging 20 points a game, and he the fifth best player on that team, mm-hmm. and he coming off the bench, so it's like... the Stars ain't even got to come in the game till eight minutes within the game. So you have to be so deep and so good these days. And I agree with you guys. Like, when you said the younger guys, I think that's what a lot of people missing. Like, the NBA has always kind of worked in that sense where you have, you get to see teams building up like the Sixers or these other teams that you, you know, they can't win a championship right now. Like, you know, whatever. But these other teams are going to get old, but we get that excitement of, damn, we really got super teams. I mean, you might see the Sixers and, I don't know clay might get tired of that shit, and the Sixers might want to offer him that money damn they're going to shift the power right there and i mean that, you know yeah that'd be he interesting the power between two super bowls so it's you know that's how i see it kind of shaping out yeah definitely I definitely get, i see him
1: getting his money because again he has his two championships his legacy is secured there why not go try to be the quote-unquote leader of another team yourself so i think something like that could end up shaking out if i know switching from sports and the some people that are living in rock and watch sports like, oh, this is not interesting, so whatever. Shout wow. out to y'all. Uh, pick up a sport, pick up a hobby. So, yeah, in the Bronx. So shout out to all the New York folks. So there was a shooting in a hospital in the Bronx, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a doctor, Dr. Henry Be- Bello. He had a troubled past, allegedly had some issues with sexual harassment and whatnot. So this dude went in a hospital and had a AR-15 hidden under his hospital coat and i started busting some shots so i mean r.i.p was the people that were killed in that incident my main point with this is what are y'all's thoughts on guns and gun control not necessarily thoughts but like do y'all carry weapons do you feel more comfortable with the gun I'm, I'm
0: i'm very surprised that there was a a shooting in the in the united states that kind of stuff normally doesn't happen here like mm-hmm. we're we're above that kind of stuff we're a better country than all these other third world country, so I'm I'm very shocked that there was a a shooting. In this <laughs>
1: and especially in New York, because they have very strict gun laws, uh, i.e., you know the pistol bird situation. So that that actually surprised me. But my thing is, there are a lot of people that feel in situations like that, if more people had guns, then it would have been, you know, the situation would have been taken care of quicker. But the thing that I will always say is. When bullets are flying, when you're in a situation like that, mm-hmm. you're only putting yourself a harm's way because if a cop comes in and sees multiple people with guns, there's no secret code to say, hey, I'm a good guy. No, you're going in, you're most likely going to react to whoever has the gun, and you're going to be, you know, my life or yours. So I, my opinions and more guns don't always make the situation better, but you can always argue the other side of the coin, but that's that's just my take on it. RIPs with people in the
2: Bronx you said more guns make it safer
1: no there's a lot of people that would argue that more guns make it safer i don't i don't feel that way i feel that more guns just make things more complicated because like who's to say that you're the one person that hey i have my gun and i'm gonna try to stop the situation and the cop can't differentiate who is who and now you got killed for trying
2: to be a cowboy you know what i'm saying i mean as far as guns just how i feel about them uh I'm not guns. gonna
1: ask you if you. I'm not gonna ask you if you own a gun, but would you ever own a gun?
2: Uh yeah, I actually own two guns. Yeah, I do. It, it's it's not, and I don't. I don't carry a gun. Like I don't, because when I go out in the world to carry myself, um, God forbid, I don't run into the police. Because that's really the only people I'm truly like terrified. I can go out there and lose my life today because I'm not strapped and I'm dealing with the law and i know how this could turn out you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that i just come out busting that or i ain't trying to like a hard ass but but I, I don't know i guess i try to go throughout my day to day like if i'm I, the old saying you know if you need a gun to go there don't go yep you know what i'm saying like i'm older now like i kind of stay out of the way but it is i'm in jacksonville and I'm, anything can happen at any time so
1: shout out to duval county when see yeah. play Cali, we see y'all Clay county we're gonna leave y'all out there
2: <laughs> my my
0: thing is is it's, I feel like, guns and rifles and things like that. When it comes to like a problem or an epidemic, I feel like guns. Pe- people's only solution for that is to add more guns to the situation. Like you said, with the the Bronx shooting, people are like, oh, well, if there were more guns in that mm-hmm. in that hospital, then it would. You know make things better and safer and it's like well we don't do that with anything else we don't you we don't say hey the kids kids are overweight and obese and eating too much you know what (laughs) would make it better more food let's (laughs) add more food to that but we only do that with guns and weapons because this country is they have they're just so in love with their weapons and you say anything you know about gun control or you know legislations or getting uh, registered any kind of thing. People just, yo, yeah. you will, you will tear it out of my cold dead hands. I will fight the government. America you know, I have the right to America,
1: Same right to
0: say nigga. Like, they're, they're
2: like, 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 like <laughs> just want to be able to like. They don't want you to tell them shit.
0: <laughs> they want to let their bald eagle fly free and all that with their guns. It's like, all right, man, we're not trying. Ain't no one trying to take away all your guns, but at some point, something needs to be done where. When a mass shooting or an active shooter or something like this happens, there yeah. needs to be some kind of change here. And it's just like, what's it got? It what's it gonna take? Because you know, some guy walked in and mowed down a bunch of eleventh or how like six year olds, went yeah. in there, shot them up in Sandy Hook, and not mm-hmm. one thing has changed. Everything is still the same. So,
1: well,
2: did they even... have a school officer there? I, I don't know. Because when I went to school, it was it was an officer there. it was like a legit police officer like stayed at school you know what i'm saying everybody knew him like officer friendly you know what i'm saying i don't remember that situation but did they mention was it an officer there
1: i don't know my my thing is with with that though at least there needs to be some consistency with how people you know react or or interact with guns or you know look Mm -hmm. at view people that have guns because we had with the Philando Castile situation or let me let me put it frankly the murder of Philando Castile on Facebook Live from his girlfriend and his child where he was a legal gun holder he was doing everything he was supposed to do he was being compliant we all know the story same same old sign of yes, whatever yeah but as of today july 1st which we're recording the national rifle association has yet to release a statement about this uh legal gun carrying citizen member representative of the people in that organization you know he, he's one of them quote unquote because he is a gun holder
2: mm-hmm. they
1: have yet to say anything about it so it, it makes you think like we said before do they really care about all gun holders do all gun holder lives matter or
2: no does that does that, does that
1: work in this situation or are we not doing that today or, you know
2: nah Hell no, like the NRA. You know that's NRA is part of the American culture. Like, Mm. well, I think one thing we have to do largely, no matter if you rich, poor, whatever. Like, like Jigger said, whatever type of nigga you is, I think as a black person, we just have to start realizing it's definitely two Americas. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of us, like, we try to understand the other America. It's like we know what it blatantly is. Like, you know, the NRA is the clan, basically. You know what I'm saying? But it's like they have these rules where it's like we're for everybody. All lives matter. It's like, come on. Like, we, we know what it is. You know what I'm I, saying?
0: I, I don't know, man. Uh, according to AEI, the mm-hmm. birth of the United States was unique because it was a nation founded not on blood or ethnicity, but on ideas. Yeah. <laughs> the NRA, they don't see race <laughs> and color. They're just, you know, maybe they just overlooked that situation. They just didn't catch the.
1: Hell yeah, yeah. Maybe they, they didn't, didn't have
0: any. In- internet during that time so they just missed the Flendo castillo shoot or murder yeah. excuse me so maybe that's all it is maybe they'll get to us you know in a couple of weeks or months or, or never yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so i mean even with that the, the whole let's take them to america's things that's interesting point so i know y'all probably seen studies or tweets or stories about you know i think around the year 2014 most of the world would be of a browner hue, like, you know, white people are slowly becoming the minority, which I mean, it's, yeah. it's natural with, you know, people, different ideas. And they are now,
0: freaking out about that. If we're, if we're gonna be honest, they're freaking out about that. Now, I
1: don't understand why, because they, they're they so quick, to wanna get tans and, you know, spend time in tanning booths. Now your kids won't have to do that. They'll be naturally tan, naturally a darker hue, and that's what y'all ultimately want. But with that, do you think, regarding some of the issues with race will that change with more people being the same color or is it more based on the ideals and ideas and ways that people raise their kids because i i sometimes I, I know somebody told me one time they don't think racism will never end and, and sometimes just seeing other people talking with folks it makes you really wonder hmm and maybe that person might be great right.
0: well, what do y'all think i know for me i i used to think that when i was younger i used to think oh, you know, once, you know, the grandparents and these old racist people die out, then racism will be over and it'll be extinct. But I guess the older you get, the more you realize, like, these grandparents have instilled their quote unquote values into their kids, and their kids become adults and they pass that stuff along. And the majority of those people aren't being turned around to be decent people. They just keep passing on the same values that their grandparents did and their parents did. And y- you can look at these, like, you know, Trump rallies and KKK rallies. It's not a bunch of old, brittle 90-year-old people. There's some young 18- to 20-year-old kids, some college kids. There's kids in high schools chanting at Hispanic kids like, oh, you're going to be deported soon. So, I mean, if that's the case, if people that younger being – you know, racist towards their classmates, it's pretty hard to think that racism at any point will ever uh, go away.
2: Yeah, um, I, yeah, I don't think it'll uh, necessarily go away because of, well, the way I've seen it, like I, I went to West Nassau, so like I lived, my interest into schools, like rednecks on the left, rednecks on the right, right. I'm standing them down, we, they stand us down, you know, eventually like FCAT week, we got into a big race war. Like they had to come out and pour hot coffee on the crowd to get us to stop. What? You know, yeah, we had this was two. I graduated two thousand and seven. This had to be two thousand and five, maybe two thousand and six. Um, I had a partner of mine, rest in peace, Bryce. He committed suicide after, and then you had white people saying, "That's good, another nigga gone." So it's like, now nah, I want to kill. I mean, it was like, god damn. But, but this is regular, and this is what I'm saying. This is this is regular shit. Like now that I think about it, and I speak on it, like I. It, it sounds horrible, but like when you growing up in it, it's like, it's regular, that's a life, that's what it is, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have an opportunity to go to Reebok where everybody was black and everybody understood why I talked the way I talked, and everybody understood why my hair felt like that. Like, now, I just, I, my my important years, I grew up kind of in that world. One thing I notice about white people, they go through this transition. They don't really understand their privilege until they're suppressed of something, right? Like they, like, cause with me, I'm like, I never had a car in high school, but like they get cars like, a night poor white people. I mean, like brand new cars in the ninth grade. You know what I'm saying? And that's struggling to them mm. and to us, it's like you're rich, you know what I'm saying? So when you get to a place where it's like, oh, I can't call gay people faggot? Oh, I can't call black people nigga? You, you telling me I can't do this? It's like something kicks in with white people where it's like they figure out like, oh, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Like we run this motherfucker so when it's like, when they see that they're going to become a minority, they they think that it's like a thief. Everybody who's a thief thinks everybody else is a thief, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, they can't shake that thought. So yeah. white people are like, damn, once you get in power, not even that this could be flipped, but it's like we will lose the power. And black people don't even want the power. We just want equal rights. Let us do us. That's yeah,
1: and that's one of the things that, that people don't understand, or well, mostly I Hey, I hate that we always, I feel like we feel like we're bashing white people a lot. Which for now we love all the white listeners. We actually want to get a Caucasian brother on the show. If y'all want to come on, let us know, you know, follow us on Instagram, and when I say white Facebook, people, iTunes.
2: Yeah, let me clear that up because when, when I say white people, I mean genuine, like, they know you like they know who they are. It's like a, a genuine thing. Like, even if you speak on black people and how white people will come and say, this is what I see from my white eyes about black people. And they name some of that shit. You'd be like, damn, that shit is true, but that shit is mad racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it's, I speak more of just a perspective. because like, like I said, some of my friends I know for a fact don't like other black people because they've told me this. But when you've been knowing somebody since you was a child, you go fishing with these people like you in these people's homes. You know what I'm saying? And it's like yeah i'm black panthers more than everybody but like i i got fishing partners who i know like you probably don't like no other black people they respect you know in that space they ain't that you know what i'm saying but yeah so, so i understand I, I get the whole it's america you know what i'm saying shout out to the white people man
1: <laughs> yeah well my thought on that was like for example i know uh marcus was tweeting some stuff about uh online gamers but like I, I play online games, I play a little bit of Madden some Call of Duty, if you're trying to get that word holla at me. But it's like we're we're never and the people I play, we're all black. We mm-hmm. I
0: mean,
1: we never go out of our way when we're playing, you know, games and whatnot to cause most of the people on there are white dudes. We're never like, oh yeah, fuck y'all crackers. You know, like mm-hmm. that. You know, we're just cool, we're cool, we're doing our thing, we're our own little world, you know, talking or whatever. But let us win a match, let us win a couple match. Oh, you fucking niggers. Go go home I'm like bro, like what where, where is this coming from? Like, we're just enjoying ourselves, trying to play the game, relax, you know what I'm saying? Do what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't for the most part, and I'm not saying there's people that don't do it, but we don't go out of our way just to try to attack other races. We're we're just chilling. We're just trying to make our own our own space in the world, you know what I'm saying? Like we're mm-hmm. not trying to lie to nobody. Yep. It's a shame that we have to kind of have that. You know, I guess be more passive because we're already assuming be more aggressive. But it's like, yo, just like, why, why are y'all like this? And it's usually younger kids. So that that was my to wrap this around to that. Speaking about will it change? It's like, okay, well, it's more younger kids that are you know talking this way and acting this way. Where are they learning these words from? Where are they learning these phrases from? Mm-hmm. Why aren't they being checked? So that
0: stuff, that stuff, that's being talked about around. The, they're hearing that at the dinner table. Yep, that's what that's where they hear that stuff from. Like. That's how their dad talks, that's how their mom talks, that's how their uncle talks. You know, around the holidays, you know, they're probably sitting around, they're watching TV, and then that, you know, our, our well, y'all's former president, my president, you know, when he would show up on the TV, <laughs> you know, they'd probably be like, oh, look at that, that your Kenyan or that Muslim coon or whatever in front of their kids, mm-hmm. and their kids just take that, take it out into the world.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, My thing is, when I tell people, just be educated, call people out in the bullshit, know what you're talking about so you can make them feel stupid when they start talking crazy. So, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it does change, but,
2: man, it's... Yo, let me be honest with you. I had a... And you tell me if it's racist or not, because I don't know, but this is how I felt. Only because my parents and my grandparents are business owners in Jacksonville. I was talking with this uh, one one of my white friends, man, and... Uh, it's, it's just funny because it's like, I know him, so it's like when we we spoke on this, it's just funny. But this is, you tell me, we was talking about how we go, we, you know, in the hood, I, you know, when I was living on Broward, you go to all these cornerstones, man, and you just see these foreigners. Like, and, and they're able to come into this country, get any loan they want, and open up a business, and they kids, fresh out of high school, they ain't got to go to they ain't got to do none of that shit. They stepping into an eighty to to $100,000 business right then and there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't no... It's not the American dream. It's like you get that stuff. And I'm like, Black people, we've been here as slaves, man. Like, then you you bring out these programs, welfare, whatever you bring out, you put it all on us saying, We're the ones that you, we're the minority. Like, it's, it, 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 y'all the ones that's using it. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, we can't be, we don't make up enough for the country for this country to go in debt because of food stamps. You know what I'm saying? And welfare. Nope. Sure. Like, give me a break. You know what I'm saying? That's so all that, that whole narrative. But I was talking to him, I was like, it's crazy, and he was like, yeah, man, these... But I, I look at him like, you ain't never had to go through nothing, no, bro. Like, your people own things. Your people generationally own successful businesses. Like, my mom was a beautician, owned a hair shop. Like, she, that's not she could pass down to me. Like, my dad was in the military. That's not she what he could pass down to me. I gotta get out here in this world and make it on my own. You know what I'm saying? So it's a difference between coming from those different worlds, but I thought it was a racist moment on my part, because I was just, like, going with this shit. I was like, yeah. Why the fuck can they just come in our country and just skip over black people? You know what I'm saying? Let me skip over y'all and then put Chinese places in y'all neighborhoods. A gas stations all in your neighborhoods. And what we doing. You know, we working for warehouses and we we barely getting to pay rent. We in these apartments that's torn our cars and we ain't got tags on the back. Like we it's not a... you know. So.
1: Well, one one thing that I'll say with the I'm not sure how the the loans and stuff goes with minorities. I'm sure they have special programs or whatnot. My counter to that is, we can't always worry about what other people are doing, right? I know that sometimes there are, sometimes they're uh, they're discriminatory with loans and stuff
2: like that. Yeah, I'm about to say the control thing. Is- yeah,
1: but but still, there's still things we have to worry about ourselves, right? There's still things we can do mm-hmm. amongst ourselves to to better ourselves. And I've been saying this for years. I've been telling my homeboys from Augusta. And, and all my close friends, like, if you think about it every year, what what do you and your people do with your tax returns? Not maybe necessarily you, but what do people do with their tax returns? I blow it. Yeah, you can ask 90% of them. They won't know what they did with that money. You get five, six, seven, say, 10 of your homeboys, y'all take all y'all tax returns, put them together, we can buy things. We can do that ourselves. We can make that happen. It's just a matter of people having the knowledge and doing the research to figure out how to make these things happen, man. You get five year homeboys get about ten thousand dollars together. Y'all can get a rental property. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's stuff that we can do, but we have to encourage each other to to make those moves. Say, so, hey, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's take a couple minutes and you know get off Facebook or Instagram. Let's let's research how to get this house, man. Let's let's make this happen. Let's get us some tenants. Let's get us some property. So that that's my only counter to that is like we can still worry, worry about ourselves and self police ourselves and self educate ourselves to make us. You know better as a whole and have like you said that generational wealth and things you can pass down to the people under you you know what i'm saying i, I agree with that wholeheartedly so no i don't think that was a, a racist moment i mean i think it was a thought but again just try to turn it into what are we doing to make to make things happen you know what i'm saying yeah as opposed to worry about other people It's just like when you're playing a sport man like mm-hmm. you don't worry about what other people do on the court or on the field you worry about what you can do you know to handle your business wherever you're at so
2: yeah that's, I agree with that, because that, that's something I would, um, you know, you just apply to your life. I think everybody who's, like, who's aware, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, all right, these motherfuckers ain't doing, been giving nothing, you know what I'm saying? So if this is the way we got to make it, this is the way we got to take it. Definitely. So, and that ties into the next big thing, the, the new
1: Jay-Z album, 444. Mm-hmm. And, and Hov was talking a lot of that stuff in the album, especially the, uh, the OJ story. Mm-hmm. He was kind of breaking down, you know, how to have generational wealth and how not to waste your money, how to invest your money. And, and that's the great thing about rap music. Is I think a lot of people that are against it, fortunately, mm-hmm. unfortunately, mainly white people that just hear, you know, hear the curse words and the N-word and whatnot. But they can't mm-hmm. really, they don't really listen to it for what it is. It's, it's for the most part, essentially it's poetry. It's the the evolved form of poetry, the better form. And the worst thing about it is they hate it the most, but their their kids are the ones that are making all these purchases. And all yeah, these that, that's
0: what I was going to say. I don't think they actually have a problem with rap music. They just have a problem that their kids are listening to it. If their kids weren't listening to it, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't care anything about rap music. But mm-hmm. because they're, you know, little Johnny's coming home talking about, oh, mommy, I want that new Vince Staples album, or <laughs> I want to listen to Kendrick Lamar or, you know, mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper, all these other guys, now they're like, whoa. Hey, hey, let's get out we can't have you listening to this stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so I what mean, are y'all what, what are y'all's thoughts on the album?
0: Well, I'm I'm a I'm a Apple user. I'm also a sellout coon, so I don't have title. So I haven't mm-hmm. heard the album yet. <laughs> yeah, true. Maybe maybe if I if maybe if I supported black businesses I would have heard it. Mm. but I do not I d I don't <laughs> I don't support black businesses. I give all my money to the man to the main corporations like
1: apple That's yeah hey man your, your time of uh, retribution will be coming well, <laughs> since, you heard, since you haven't heard the album let me ask you this and i know me and uh, Freddie spoke about this the other day what are your top three jay-z albums along with the honorable mention
0: top three jay-z albums and and an honorable mention Oh jeez! I actually have that stuff written down. Uh, I know it's going to be. Uh, give me like thirty seconds.
1: All right. So Freddie, mm. I know we spoke about it, but reiterate what are your
2: your three of the possible? Um, uh, my my possible uh, was four forty four at five. My um blueprint was at four. uh how do I have this black album at one? um American Gangster 2 and um damn damn what did I have I know what you have okay go ahead what get you know
1: I if I'm not mistaken I
2: think Blueprint 2 was in there somewhere no that was nah that damn. was uh, um herb uh I fuck with Blueprint 2 though I feel y'all in that Blueprint 2 but nah that wasn't um
0: Why? I got my top three number
2: one oh, reasonable doubt we'll go ahead yeah.
0: yeah yeah. I was gonna say number one for me is reasonable doubt number two is the blueprint and number three is American Gangster and my honorable mention would be
1: the black album well I had uh, I had American Gangster yeah what do I have I had American Gangster
0: you have American Gangster number
1: one or number three no, no, I'm sorry. Number one I have black album. I think I had American Gangster number two. And I had I think Blueprint Two is number three as of today. Like I said, this list can change at any moment, but for today that's what I'm going with. My honorable mention, my honorable mention was the blueprint.
0: You have blueprint blueprint two as number three? Again, this is, it <laughs> hey, let me
1: live my truth, How right? How is that possible? Let me live. Yeah, yes, thank you. Hey, let How me is that li- possible? Hey, I need, I, need, I need Urban Champ here to, 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 champion, yeah. to champion the, the Blueprint to train with me. But I mean, I had a couple thoughts on 444. Actually, I actually made a list, not a list, but when I listened to it the first time, I made a kind of a, took some notes on my initial thoughts, which have all changed since i us to it again like two or three more times but it's uh it is it's i feel this could be jay-z's last album which i hope it's not being that he recently was inducted to the uh the writers hall of fame so i think that he should be able to like again maybe a lot of the younger cats won't bang with it but if jay-z put out an album every year Cause again, this is rap, right? It's not like it's sports. It's not like Jay Z's dunking on people. He's lost his knees. He's literally talking, you know? <laughs> right? As long as his brain is still functioning, he can still, you know, put out gems like he did on this on this album. I, I wouldn't mind if he put out a CD every year, just to just to keep, give us a let us know what's going on in the landscape. Let us know his thoughts because he's obviously a genius. Like I don't, right. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. So again, Rolling Stones could be 100 years old performing and touring so why can't jay-z still put out albums you know into his 40s i think i think he should shift the you know shift the shift the culture in that stance and let him be our let him be our rolling stones you know what i'm saying
0: yeah but I, i i'm willing to bet that if you ask people that were fans of the rolling stones when they were younger and they're they're seeing what they are now they're probably like, man, they used to be so cool and so hip and now they're
1: old and washed up and <laughs> yeah, kind of but they're like, still they're still touring and selling out shows though. You know what
0: I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I, I say, get that. Know. I get that. I'm just saying they probably wish like, you know, it's just a reminder that, you know, you're also getting older when you see people that you looked up to also being old. And uh for me, uh I mean, I just feel like Jay Z's got a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? Well, my like, thing you know, is I don't I
1: don't have to see Jay Z. He could put out a five track EP, you know what I'm saying? Right. You didn't have to tour, but just let us know what's going on, get you on know, some tight beats, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, but how, when
0: was the last time outside of before 444? How long ago was it since his last album? Since uh, Magna Carta, was it Magna Carter, Holy Grail that came out in what year? Like, how long ago was that? That was a good good it was a good hot minute since yeah. Jay Z released the album, so I mean, he's back then he was, it was only it was only four years ago yeah but back then he had like only one kid I don't think he had I don't did he own title back then I don't I don't think he did but he was still making a lot of moves now he's like a, a legit owner of title he's done a lot of business things since then he
1: has two more kids okay and- but and I, I hear what you're saying I understand the busy father thing but let's not forget they're filthy rich like i'm pretty sure jay-z wants to have a studio in his house
0: yeah i mean he, with I, an I,
1: on I, an on on the call engineer he's like oh i got this phone I'll record but he could do that yeah it's not I mean, like it's, got, it's not that breaking work
0: you know he, he has the, he has the time to do it and he's also you know he's lived he he has a very experienced life and, and as he gets older and his kids get older and you know his relationship with beyonce grows he'll have more content to rap about, but, you know, at some point, you know, you just kind of want to, I feel like he just, he's, he's moving, he's more focused on other things outside of rap and I kind of, it's almost like he's too big for rap now. Like he's so much more than just a rapper at this point in his life.
1: Well, I I feel we still need that. Freddie, what, what are your thoughts on this? Um,
2: yeah, I I mean, I, I, both of you guys are, are, are right. Um, in your own sense, like, with him being, what, 60 years old now? Like, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, I'm saying this this is this is my old to your Joe buttons and just older rappers who like to blame the Migos um, for, like, the culture where it's going and stuff not selling. If you put out hot pro- a pop product, we'll buy it, we'll love it. Like Jay Z just shown this. The great thing I loved about this album, it was only thirty-five minutes. It was efficient. He said what he needed to say. This ain't big pimp and Jay-Z. This ain't back in the day when you make just some album fillers. Not saying big pimp, album filler. Not saying really not saying a lot of his tracks album fillers, but you just make them cause you can make them, because you got the energy, cause you 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 younger. Now it's just efficient. Now I kinda wanna rap about what's going on in the culture like I'm I'm an OG in this game. They need to hear this from this perspective. Yeah, we I, I want to go in the club and hear Miley Set, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, go to the club in here. You know what I'm saying? Even, you know, chilling. Like, I fuck with that music too. But I just think it's important. The older these rappers get, stop trying to keep up with these young guys because we are growing with you. Like, we're going through shit with you. Like, Outkast beat a lot of people ahead of the curve on that, in my opinion, because a lot of their music was like, you could love it when you was 12, 13 years old. But when you got a baby mama and you got put on child support, Miss Jackson meant a whole nother thing to you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they was already making, you know what I'm saying? You you just kind of stay ahead instead of trying to keep what the kids doing and blaming the kids. So I think Jay should, maybe not every year. I think you kind of reaching with that. But, but I feel you that If he wanted to drop like a five-something EP just, you know, yearly, every year and a half, I'm, just I'm down sh- with it, man. kind of check
0: in. Should, should someone like Jay-Z, like, if you consider how much work he has put in, at one mm-hmm. point is it like, all right, well, it's time for Jay to step to the side at some point, like, hey, let these other young guys cook. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it? Would do you feel like it'll ever get to that point where it's like, yo, come on, Jay, like you've released, you know, well, he, well, seventeen he, albums. Okay, like, but he's
1: he, he's not a he's not a bully with it. Like this album kind of came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? like it's like, oh, we got Jay Z scheduled release every year. Oh, Jay-Z is going to release his album the same day as Kendrick or J. Cole. It's nothing like that. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. these guys can all eat and operate in their own spaces and so still be great in their own spaces. So, you know,
2: the, uh, moving too fast, too. Like,
1: yeah, uh, man. I, but mm-hmm. the wrap up the 444, just real quick, my, my initial thoughts when I was listening to the CD for the first time, track my track real quick, mm-hmm. track one, kill Jay-Z. Beats nice, personal. and I felt he was hinting at his final album, just how he was talking. Track two, uh, the story of OJ, uh, introspective. It sounded like Ho was a little depressed. And then the second part of the song, he was spinning that black excellence, giving the financial gems and advice. The song, A Smile, featuring his mom. Initially, I'm like, not for me, a hook or the beat. Uh, and then the second part, Ho went strong in the second part of that song, so that was cool. Track four in their eyes. I simply put track vibes. 544, the beat is hard. My only thing with that is, I know that uh damn, no idea. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I think that he produced the entire album, but I feel that beat was hard. But I think that just blazer yay yeah, could have made that track even better. And then my my other thoughts were that Jay-Z fucked up. <laughs> like the Beyonce joint, like he was mad, apologetic on some simping. You know kind of drake his shit you know what I'm saying? but mm-hmm. it is what it is and another thought i had was that is i'd love to see a conversation between the big pip and jay-z and this 440 <laughs> and this 444 jay-z like i'd love to see those two guys talk because like man it's, to see that. it's cr- like just the things he's saying I'm like yo like this dude was talking about not for nothing never front like me get my heart to a woman not for nothing, never happened. I'll be forever macking, and now he's talking about your favorite parents.
2: songs of all time. Oh, I'm
1: sorry, and, you know, I messed up, and talking about my kids. I'm like, bro, like at least the same, dude. Well, that that's great, bro.
0: man. That's that's the thing about about rappers and like rappers rapping as they get older. It's like,
1: well, I many I mean, many don't make it to this point though. You yeah, know
0: what I'm, that, I'm sure if you talk to Big Pip and Jay Z. He would tell you like, "Oh, I'm not gonna make it to 50. I'm not gonna make it to, <laughs> you know, having three kids and being married for almost. 10. I'm not gonna make it to that. I'm just out here trying to floss and stunt while yep. I can because life is short. You know, a lot of rappers come from a place where the life expense expectancy is like early 20s. Mm-hmm. So, or if you know, we talk, R-R-R-P yeah, prodigy. Yeah, you talked to you talk to Reasonable Doubt, Jay Z." 444 Jay-Z is nowhere in his mind or thought prior. Like he's, he doesn't even, he couldn't even imagine living the life that he's living right now.
1: Yeah. So so wrapping that up, track six, Family Feud, I just put Hard. Track seven, Bam, Asian Damian Marley, Hard. And then track eight, uh, Moonlight, I just put Fuck You to Young Rappers. Uh, <laughs> nine, Marcy Me, I put Hard. Classic Ho will be played heavily. That's my favorite song on the album so far track number 10 i just put damn no more hoes <laughs> it's like this, this dude is, this dude is gone. <laughs> like <laughs> this, this man's uh riding his may back into the sunset i guess but that's how i feel. but um, yeah i
0: i would be curious to see if anybody follows this uh this path of um having just one producer on your entire album i would i, I wish more rappers would do that
1: honestly well you know well, j cole kind of does that Oh, with, man, with, no. with himself
2: anyway I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah man Common, Common did an album with just um Kanye. Uh, was it no yeah yeah that or kanye,
1: well kanye and pharrell i think universe or uh, universal mind control i think that was all pharrell which i was which
2: was what, what he did i think he did one with no id that one when when dilla had that he had that song for dilla i think no id did if not the whole album the majority um but album, and that's another thing i wanted to add with older rappers i think that's what older rappers should expire more to be when they put these projects out because you old like you're not we don't need you out here saying rapping about all this shit you know what i'm saying like you me big. you
1: know i've got it
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> got the yeah. 808s bumping got the hi
2: hats. ticket yeah
1: for like leave that for for the migos and trimmer
2: yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, but you 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 know shit that we don't know. Like, you've really been through this game. Like, you really could be an OG out here, just giving knowledge and giving us that feel good. Like, even though I do like this party shit right now, like that's why I'm trying to be. Like, that's what I aspire to be. So it gives us kind of that blueprint. You know what I'm saying? To you know where we even want to go with our lives and rappers. Period. Like just. And they be retiring. I'll, I'll never jump. I never rap when I turn forty. Like, what you talking about? What you? What you gonna? What?
1: <laughs> you know what I'm man, saying? Man, that's all you know. But, yeah. True. But yeah, man. That's uh. That's all we got. So y'all got any shout outs, uh, Freddie? get out. Give out your social media. Shout out your people.
2: Um. You follow me at um. thirty six guyrl underscore and uh, the reduced lunch podcast. On Ig, not the but just reduced lunch podcast on Instagram, and i uh, just shout out Con uh Full Moon, um, B, you know, D, you know, shout out the whole click everybody, L you know, and appreciate the committee, man. Having me back on, shit.
1: You on? Are, uh, are you on Twitter too?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely on Twitter now. I'm, I'm, re- man, Twitter is the most awesome thing in the world. Right. It is, I don't, um, but my Twitter handle is. I think it's reduced lunch jacks. Reduce lunch J A X. I'm about to follow you now. Yeah, I, I love Twitter, man. Y'all i I'm da- I'm black Twitter like a motherfucker, like all the right, jokes I'll, and shit. I just you follow know. you. Okay, yeah. I'm all about the jokes, man. If you can make me laugh, I'm I'm nil You know what I'm saying?
1: Marcus, what you got?
2: Uh just
0: shout out to all the uh Apple users, Apple Music users who haven't heard uh, 444 will be live tweeting it uh, two weeks from now when we finally get a hold of it, so I'm looking forward to that. Alrighty,
2: so... You know so, they do the free trial.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm going to shout out uh, the homie KJ the Dallas Kid. Shout out to you, trying to get you on the show ASAP. Uh, shout out to Rob and Adrian, the Getting Wavy podcast. Definitely get uh, Adrian on the podcast, get Rob right back on too. He recently tweeted that he saw a crackhead uh, smoking in front of a Whole Foods in Milwaukee. So mm-hmm. Got that and,
0: organic crack. Organic. Yeah, got that,
1: yeah. uh, that, that gluten free crack. So shout, out, <laughs> shout out to Rob Milwaukee, holding it down. Shout out to uh, Dolphin Savage, wherever he's at. Again, Put the he's, pipe down. Yeah, he's, getting his, he's getting his pay docked. Uh, shout out to whiny Wino, aka uh dry dms l yes. shout out to her somebody behind her dms you know sending the nudes I, I am authorizing this mm. and uh shout out to everybody who supports this on uh, soundcloud instagram itunes if you listen to itunes subscribe rate leave a comment let us know we're doing bad let us know we're doing good you know keep it a butt with us and uh this is the committee podcast we out peace peace peace